I, I'm liking it, but I'm not, again, I'm not like amped up every week. I'm like, oh, sick. Now I get to watch and Andor. Um, I don't have that feeling yet. Naruto, we're seeing planets that aren't deserts. Yes, finally. Star yeah. Wars isn't just Tatooine. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the show. Tonight we're talking about Star Wars Andor that's been airing on Disney+. Plus. We have four episodes in so far, I believe out of 12. And man, I, <laughs> if you watched the previous video, you know that I started off talking so much crap about this show, talking about how it shouldn't exist. We already know Andor's story. Labels are raised to resources. They should have made, you should have put their time and money into making an original story or something with like Old Republic. And man, was I wrong. I've been really enjoying this show. And uh, to talk about it with me, we got our very own Dot Chris. That's right, Moth Mama right here. I gotta say, the production value keeps impressing me. Absolutely insane, the production value. And if you would have told me two years ago, which show would have better production quality and which show would you like more? Obi-Wan Kenobi or Andor. <laughs> There's no way. There's no shot. Anyone would have put Vegas bets down on Andor. No shot. It's no. absolutely insane. But we have these incredible sets, these incredible pieces. I mean, we mm. got Cass and Andor and Luthen on their way to a rebel outpost that's, uh, that's on a remote planet that they have a plan to do a little heist, a little dallion job <laughs> against the new uh, the Empire in like the um, the height of their power. Even being in that ship, the production quality is amazing because you have certain productions like Obi-Wan Kenobi, right, in which they use the volume, that big video wall where things look kind of fake. Even the visual effects weren't that great. And it's insane how, I don't know if it's like different people in charge or, or the people on Andor were allowed to just do their thing or whatever, but for some reason, this show has has the sets it's got the acting it's got the intrigue it's like the adults are at the steering wheel and they're giving us a good story serge while you were just talking i think you know comparing this to obi-wan is interesting because i feel like one thing that this show has going for it is the scope of the show yeah. the amount of characters that we're following it doesn't feel feel so constrained um that it, it does feel like it's it has some breathing room we we're seeing a lot more um, we're traveling to a lot more different places so far. Um, we're seeing different types of characters as well um, in, in different that like have different roles in this universe. We're seeing, uh, you know, we're seeing part of the Empire. We're seeing officers. We're seeing some of their foot soldiers. Uh, we're seeing the world. We're seeing people that like work in a junkyard, people that just do sales, people that like all different types of stuff. That, that feels great. Again, I would like a little bit more creature work because it's just humans everywhere. I, I'm liking it, but I'm not, again, I'm not like amped up every week. I'm like, oh, sick. Now I get to watch Andor. Um, I don't have that feeling yet. But overall, I do think the, the production's off the chain, except for Mon Mothma's uh, limo. That was like the weirdest thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing that was kind of, yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, but besides that, yeah, the ship, uh, the, the ship that they flew in was awesome. Um, most of the the sets are just are great because they're sets. They're not like screens, which is great. Like the screen thing is cool and great use of technology. But like, you gotta do more than that. You can't shoot everything there. Naruto, we're seeing planets that aren't deserts. Yes, finally, Star yeah. Wars isn't just Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. Us getting to see all these different kind of planets. Yes, exactly. I'm starting to get that feeling, Chris, of looking forward to Andor every week because, like, this week we got Coruscant. Coruscant doesn't look like it used to. So it used to be more mm -hmm. shining, more glistening. You know, at the peak of you know its uh, <laughs> at the peak of its power in the prequels, but now since the Empire has taken over, it's looking a bit more industrial, a bit more mm -hmm. sanitized. And I think I think that 
very specific choice really lends to the flavor of this world. And I, I, I'm loving it. I, I, my mouth was open. I was just like, man, we're on Coruscant again. Look at it with the with the Empire taking over. My God, look at it. We're getting to see another storyline within the Empire. So we go to this uh, bureau that's responsible for like all these, you know, <laughs> here's the part of Star Wars where there's like litigation, where there's just like, you know, there's this little Imperial like security council. But what they're really doing is making sure that they snuff out any sort of insurgency, anyone who's speaking up against the Imperials, anyone who might rise up against the Empire. So when the head guy's asking for reports, you know, they're like, oh, there's something in this sector, you know, there are these like corpos in that sector. But there's rumblings over here. There's something else over here too. And there was another guy who just kind of looked at the camera. He was just like, blah, 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 Scarif. <laughs> he practically yep. looked at the camera when he said Scarif. I was like, remember that place? Remember yeah. that place from Rogue One? Yeah. You know, we had you the Death Star planes yeah. there. Huh? <laughs> I was like, come on, dude. <laughs> we start off the episode with Andor and Luthen talking about the rebellion without talking about the rebellion. They don't say the Rebel Alliance. They don't, Luthen doesn't really say what he's doing. But uh, there's something weird, Chris, in the conversation that Luthen, who's played by Stone Skarsgård, was having with Andor. He alluded to that he kind of knew Andor. You know, he, yep. he, he called back to a war, which was something we saw in Solo, the movie uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, where I don't know if you guys remember that mud planet that they were on, in which we found Chewbacca, in which there was a war there. Apparently, Andor was there too. We might get a flashback later on, who knows? Because in a trailer, I think he was in an Empire outfit. Luthen said something along the lines of like, yeah, he, he knew that. And then he even called like either the post he was in or he said something that was like, wait a minute, how do you know that? You know, oh no, it was a position that Andor was in. He's like, no, yeah, you were doing this. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? How do you know that? Was Luthen there too? Is, is he like a, an officer? Was he former Imperial? It's interesting. So I wonder what's going to happen with that. Um, and, and I like the fact that Luthen is really playing his role. And I like the spy espionage thing that, uh, you know, the writer and director of the, you know, the, the Bourne movies brings here because, man, he's been doing a really good job giving us this genre inside of uh, Star Wars. Talking about uh, Tony Gilroy there because Luthen, when, when he drops off Andor at this uh, newly forming like little rebel ragtag team, he goes back to Coruscant and before he lands, he puts on a wig and he starts like acting in the role of like some dignitary. I was like, oh, man. That's so good. And that lets you know everything about his character. I mean, uh, Chris, what are you thinking about Luthen's character so far? Uh, I really like it. In fact, I think last time we were talking about it, I said the one thing that I want to see out of this is I want to see like what happens with the Senate and like how what are the politics of this transition period? And uh, and we we got there because he went clearly he runs some sort of like antiquities beat, uh, business in Mon Mothma shows up uh, talking about she needs something good for her husband's birthday and then it turns out they're in cahoots and that's this is pretty cool so mon mothma is a senator and um clearly they're both trying to undermine the power of the empire because they know that no good um so i am super excited all the stuff with mon mothma was really cool because we don't know like we we met the character and we're like all right she's in charge but like we know we don't know like how she got in charge and making the connection of like the galactic senate to the rebellion um this is what i want <laughs> and we're getting it so uh this piece i'm very excited for 
Oh, dude, yeah, and the fact that we get, like, Mon Mothma in this, uh, <laughs> in this episode, I thought was awesome, right? Like, we get to see uh, Luthen go to his an an antiquity shop, his antique shop in Coruscant, getting to see, like, the inside of, like, something else that's not the Jedi Temple or, yeah. or the Council or, you know, like, Palpatine's room. You know, it kind of seems like, you know, Coruscant's actually being lived in now. And I love all, like, all these crazy, all the crazy Easter eggs that are in this antique shop. I mean, we, we, we got Star Killer's armor from the Force Unleashed. We, we, we got what looked like 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 Jango Fett, some Mandalorian armor in there. Mm -hmm. we, we, we got some uh, things from the Old Republic. I mean, it, it's so crazy what's happening in the show right now. They're dropping so many different uh, Easter eggs. And um, like, make sure you guys will watch <laughs> all the breakdowns from channels who specifically go into that kind of stuff because there's too many things to list. But I love seeing all that, uh, all that unique things in there. Uh, <laughs> we need an antique shop. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, imagine getting to read all that stuff. Oh man, I, I mean, they must have had so much fun going into you know, like to, to Skywalker Ranch. Like, oh, let's get this, let's get that. Oh, I'll get that too. Or even like making some of the stuff too, like you know, uh, Star Killer's armor. From uh, you know from the video game because obviously that wasn't ever live action but it also really solidifies that Star Killer was canon like hell yeah seeing his armor in real life I was like yo that's Star Killers let's <laughs> freaking go oh man but uh, yeah so seeing Mothma and and Luthen talk in in code in the back and you know how like she's like supporting him and how they're going up against the Empire is really hush hush I love this spy intrigue it's such a mature show. And I'm really yeah. enjoying it. And you feel the tension too, especially Crispin Mon Moth was talking about how, you know, all the new fa all the faces are different. Like all, all the moves she's feel like she's being watched. She has a new driver now. You know, and she she mm -hmm. says when she goes to the bank, it's all new faces. It feels like it feels so tense. You know. Yeah. And when she goes back, I love the scene where she goes back and she's talking to her husband about the dinner the dinner that's coming up. And yeah. he's like, Oh yeah, I brought all my friends. She's like, um, I spend my entire day fighting with these people and you're inviting them <laughs> to our house. Like this is ridiculous, but this is, that's what really fascinates me is like, okay, these, these folks that are, are like kind of breaking from the Senate. Uh, I was so excited. I was like, Oh, this is great. Like what are the dynamics of like a husband and wife that clearly one is like deep undercover and the other one just like does is like, doesn't care. It's great. Yeah, and I love the back and forth of her, of her talking about, like, yeah, man, like, I mean, these guys are on the opposing side of me. They're trying to take me down every time they can, and you're inviting them here to our house to have some dinner? Are you crazy? What the hell? <laughs> you know, and he's just like, ah, oh, they're fine. Everything's fine here. And I like that on that guest list is uh, one of Palpatine's, like, right-hand uh, uh, people. I forget her name, but she's the, uh, like, uh, when there's a scene in the Senate, um, there, there's an alien guy who's blue with horns, and there's another one who's sitting down, and she's bald, and, it, and it's that lady. Um, gotcha. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see in, this, in the next episode. Like, I can't wait for this, the dinner that's going to happen, too, because some of those are Palpatine's people. And she, specifically, one of uh, Palpatine's right hand people, is force sensitive. So I'm, uh -huh. it's going to be interesting to see what she does here with the dinner. She's going to feel out Mon Mothma. She's going to feel. Do you think disturbing. we're going to actually get the dinner? I would love it if we got the actual dinner, but I, 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 I wasn't. I watched this, didn't expecting that we're actually going to get that scene. I think so because I think it, it's something where it's going to build a lot of tension for the audience. You know, especially that Mon Mothma yeah. plays such a huge role in the Rebel Alliance, especially in the you know, of course, in the OG. So for for someone to have that sort of tension of someone who's like a right hand of Palpatine sitting there at the table with a very you know high ranking person in the Rebel Alliance, I think that's going to create some great tension. 
Yeah. I mean, they, she's they, got a very Dana Scully vibe, by the way. Yeah, she does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you know what's funny? I was thinking of like she reminded me of somebody. I was like, oh, who? I couldn't put my finger on it. I think you're right. Yeah. Very Dana Scully from X Files. Yeah. But yeah, that, that actress. I mean, uh, a great Mon Mothma. Great yeah. get. And her yeah, performance. It's the same in actress this? that was in uh, Rogue One too. Is it? It's the same person. Yeah. Yo, yeah. let's go. All right, Big W coming back, getting that paycheck. Hell <laughs> to the yeah. Yeah. What, 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 do you, what do you think about this uh, this ragtag group? Or we're, we're going back to this uh, Imperial Outpost, right? Where they're going to do this little Italian job, where they're going to steal money from the Empire. So Andor yeah. comes in. More of an Ocean's Eleven. Let's be honest. True. <laughs> okay. More more of an Ocean's Eleven thing here. True. Yeah, because they're going to steal like money, basically, out of like the coffers in the bank of, of, of an Imperial base. That's right. The Bellagio um, is what we're talking about. Yeah, and and he's. <laughs> He's coming in late to this heist too, but uh, you know, Luthen's like, "Hey, you know, you, you need this guy. You said you were down a hand. You need someone who's got some muscle, someone who's mm-hmm. dedicated. This is your person, like, like whether you like it or not, you know." And and I love how the captain of the team, she's like, "Yo, I don't like this. This is not good. Who is this guy?" And Andrew's just like, "Yo, I'm just trying to get paid. I don't know what's going <laughs> on here." You know that they they keep alluding to it being the Rebel Alliance without it being said. And and mm-hmm. I really like that part because it keeps the, the tension going. And they're talking about the, like the, the the job they're going to do. They're going to they're going to steal a lot of money for uh, that goes through there. That's responsible for the entire sector, like the that mm-hmm. whole imperial sector. The payroll, gets paid. yeah, the, the pay, payroll. Yeah, the payroll. Yeah, this is some white collar Star Wars bullshit, and this is the kind of things <laughs> that we don't get that we haven't gotten from Star Wars up until this point. Like that was that's what's really cool about this piece, and this is why again, even though I haven't been like psyched week to week what is going to keep me coming back is these little breadcrumbs. Cause like what we saw in the prequels is clearly like, this was the kind of stuff that George Lucas was kind of like alluding to episode one starts off with like the trade Federation blockade. Like who, no one really cares about that. And in the end, the resolutions is like a war with lightsabers. They don't really get to actually see like the diplomacy and the politics that go on in the background. Like this is a really clever way. Like it's not like they're just raiding, a weapons room they're like this is how we can stick stick it to the empire um which was great and one cool thing about this as well is that like when we see in um especially like the show rebels kind of alludes to that there are kind of individual little factions of uh, little rebellions little groups that are kind of doing their own thing for for the most part but then that all ties into the greater organized rebellion which so we're probably seeing just one small subset of that and later they'll kind of join the other groups in being one bigger rebel alliance. That's the whole idea of the rebel alliance. The alliance in that is all these subgroups of rebels that decide to all coordinate together. And that's where we get that. So we're seeing kind of the inception of that right here, right now. Yeah. And I love the, the idea behind the heist too, because I see some people like, or were on social media, like, Oh, like, well, why are they going to steal like the, the payroll for that entire sector of the Imperials? But like, that's like, a part of warfare. Like you need money, yeah. you need credits to fund a war and to, you know, it's not just like infinite resources, you know, like they have to mine things out. Like we saw in the flashback, you know, when Andor was a child, the planet he was on was getting mined to hell. And that's probably where all the adults went. They, they probably died out. So if the entire Imperial sector of that part of the galaxy gets paid and the payroll goes through there if they if they steal that it's going to halt a lot of things 
for uh for for the empire's uh, war machine because you need money to fund a war and to get machines going people going i mean hell like recruiting people to the empire takes some money too and the empire has to grease his own wheels for that stuff to happen so i like that like i like that you know they're going to be stealing the payroll for that whole sector i find it interesting and the planet itself too they're like they're they're going to steal <laughs> they're going to steal it they're going to get on this train which looks like like one of the the trains we saw from the solo movie Right, and then Andrew's just like, "Wait, well, we're just gonna go out through the front door? What, what, what are you talking about? This is insane. We saw Tie Fighters like on our way in here. There's nowhere we're gonna get out." And they're like, "But wait, there's a meteor shower. It's not really a meteor shower. It's a bunch of crystals that explode in the atmosphere. It's a meteor shower, um, and it gets witnessed by the local indigenous people there too. So that's gonna happen. That's gonna give us some cover." And it's like, "Oh, interesting. Okay, because if if like the meteor shower is really like a bunch of like crystallized things that are exploding in the atmosphere and coming through." And obviously, you don't want to have your planes like flying yeah. through that. You don't have your aerial unit going through that, so they're going to be grounded. So they do have a chance to get away. So it's like, oh, okay, I like that. <laughs> they thought of it. It's like, damn, they had some character it's sheets a very, and charts. A very practical plan, and that's I think like one big thing that I, I am very much enjoying about the show is that the story itself is very practical. Yeah, it's not very like right now. We haven't even really mentioned the Force. There's no Jedi. There's no dark side, light side at the moment. It's just characters and people and how they're dealing with this world, um, which is just a it's a smarter it's a smarter way of going about it. And th that's why like already better than Obi Wan. Sorry. Yeah. It is. Oh yeah. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down better than because like like I hear it's like they have character sheets, they have charts, they have a flow. They, it seems like they really mapped out what this story yeah. is, and it makes sense. It makes sense in every 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 part of the story that's unfolding in front of us. It's like yes, that makes sense. Of course, we're gonna do this, do that, this, and that. Even this plan, yes, it makes sense. Do this and that. Okay, great. As opposed to Obi Wan, there's I'm gonna go into. There's so many things that didn't make sense. How do you get stabbed yeah. by? by Anakin's let's Vader twice and you live anyway <laughs> any freaking way um yeah so each each and every week we're getting just this film absolute movie quality Star Wars I mean this show is knocking it out of the park and I'm glad everyone's been enjoying it so far is I mean I, I've been enjoying it I don't know anyone who's who's been you know like it, it could go downhill if they don't like you know stick to landing but so far Four episodes in over 12, this thing is firing on all cylinders. Yeah, it's a slower burn than I think we're used to. It's certainly a slower burn than I'm used to, um, but also we have more episodes. So again, big picture when the way that we when we look on this as a whole, I, I feel like the the pacing will probably have less less issues with. Uh, as well as maybe we'll see that they they took a lot of time with especially those flashback scenes that will maybe pay off later. Um so yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. So hopefully the next episode of Andor uh, delivers. We're probably going to see more Imperial stuff. We're going to see that uh, officer who's trying to get who's trying to get a you know promotion and where work her way up. And you know her coworkers that's just like yo stay in your lane. This is my stuff. <laughs> you know I, I love the back and forth in the Imperial room. The sets again incredible where we're seeing like the Imperials just like hash things out on their the, the, the part of Coruscant. Like the rooms are in. Everything just looks so well built and we're getting this like incredible adult story i mean obviously we know where the whole thing ends but we haven't even seen like soccer area hopefully i i i can't wait for them because like in rogue one i i thought they kind of misused forrest whitaker apparently there was more scenes and more stuff um yeah. than what we got in the in the the final version the theatrical version so hopefully there's more soccer stuff here and i can't wait to see him live action 
And I can't wait to see you like so, the rest of this stuff. The interesting thing about that is, well, one, we already know that like Rogue One was kind of a like that movie was basically shot twice, like shot once. It didn't make sense. Then they had to reshoot everything. Yeah. But Sagarera is, first of all, the character that has shown up in probably the most properties, like outside of like Obi-Wan, right? Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, because uh, we there was Sagarera in both Clone Wars and Rebels and Rogue One um, and uh, the uh jedi will fall, fall in order like he's everywhere and he's a kind of a cool character of this like rebellion hero that we didn't really know about in uh you know episode four five and six so uh it's good it, it will be good to actually see you know force whitaker get to get some more time because this is all about the rebellion uh and so we can spend more time with that character so yeah i'm, I'm with you man i'm excited to see what happens yeah, looking forward to the next episode of Andor. Well, that's all the time we got for this episode. Thank you for listening, and make sure to watch our reviews on YouTube and catch our live show on Twitch. we we'll see you guys later, or we'll see you another time.